start using cutting-edge warp speed 5G technology with your cell phone. Let me tell you about my friends at MobileMobile.io. They have an ultra-fast 4G LTE and 5G network that covers 99% of Americans. So they've got you covered everywhere. Think about it for a moment. You have the opportunity to take a test drive for 10 days with unlimited talk, text, and premium data. What is premium data? Premium data is an allotment of a cellular data that you receive from a higher priority on the network. You won't get throttled like you will with some of those, well, non-brand service providers. To find out more information, all you have to do is go to mobilemobile.io. That's mobilemobile.io to start your 10-day free trial. This show is brought to you by Safety FM. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Jay Allen Show. Hopefully everything is good and grand inside of your neck of the woods. So I have to tell you, it has not been super long, but I was finally able to sit down and do a proper interview and not kind of a quickie with Sam Goodman. So Sam and I sit around and talk about what's going on with him, his new book, Safety Sucks, The Manifesto, and we talk about all things hop nerd on this episode of The Jay Allen Show. So stick around and take a listen to this conversation with Samuel Goodman and yours truly right now on The Jay Allen Show. The Jay Allen Show is streaming now on safetyfm.live. There it should go. So I, I'm here at your mercy. I don't know what we're doing. So. <laughs> I just wanted to hang out with you and have a chat and go from okay. there. We'll see sounds what happens. Like, sounds maybe, like a plan. Maybe maybe we can uh, maybe we can cross post this thing. Right, never we know. Do, we can do one here and there. Yep. So how have you been? It's been a it's been a hot minute. Well, it's been like a couple months now since I've seen you. Something like that. It it <laughs> is, but it's it's been. I mean, it's been a while. I mean, I don't know. It's like. I still remember that you were just here, but then it's like, it seems like it's longer than what it has been, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, especially over the past few weeks, man, I don't know what's going on. Time just seems to be moving fast. Things mm-hmm. kind of went really uh, uh, busy, but slow, kind of yep. when we hit all that quarantine stuff, you know? And then as the world kind of came back to kind of its normal state of being or somewhat normal state of being, then it seems like time just did double time to catch up with some, maybe some of what we missed. I don't, I don't know what's, what's happening. Well, I mean, but you've been extremely busy. Let's let's not play because you were here in Orlando. Then you were doing virtual events. You were doing virtual events for a global scale. Um, so I saw so I saw some a couple of those. So you are staying busy. Yeah, the virtual stuff, man. I, the virtual stuff is cool. I've got to say though, hands down, I'm not, not not to call anybody out, but coming and hanging out with you guys at Safety Day has been the highlight of my year so far. Just getting to do that in person, getting to come to the. Uh, the, the the uh, the great state of Florida, which, which is always kind of fun, um, and yeah, it was it was a blast. And the, vir- the virtual stuff's cool; it's great to get to connect with people around the world. But it's so fun just to get to have those little one off, one off face to face conversations with folks. You know, to put, to put a face to a name in person, mm-hmm. just kind of get to, you know, I me. Mean, I like to get down those rabbit holes, man. So when people start having conversations, it's it's cool. Well, I mean, I have to tell you, it's been kind of interesting because hanging out on the virtual side, it's it's good. I mean, you get mm-hmm. to meet a ton of people that you probably wouldn't end up meeting um, in just a very short period of time. But it's not the same thing as being in person. I mean, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like the world that we're starting to evolve into the middle way. Right. To kind of right. to kind of see that there's value in both. That, that that's a great way to get folks together, folks that you would normally not, not get to see with any frequency, at least. Right. I mean kind of more national, more, more global events uh, in particular, you know, you, you might get to connect with people once or twice in your entire career, you know, through a, through a setting like that. Uh, right. Virtual makes that makes that a little much smaller. Um, but then just the, the, the quality uh, for me, I'm, I'm a people person. So, right. So when, when you go, I never guessed. Yeah, never. Right? <laughs> when, when, you know, kind of more vulnerable here when, when we went into the first little bit of quarantine, man, it's, it's depressing, right? When you're, when you're a people person, like, man, I just like I, I will silently stand next to someone just to be able to get some energy of being next to someone. Like I won't even talk. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! So having oh. having the ability now to do some do some fun kind of 
of stuff has been has been cool. A lot, a lot of virtual stuff coming up though, still in the future, because uh, as we know, a, a good portion of the world is, is still locked down, right, or in, in some form of pause or, or whatever we're calling it nowadays. Um, but we we a lot a lot of our world is still continuing on in, in the virtual realm alone. So. So that that at least you know we can continue with some of those connections. We can continue to have some of those conversations and, and make some new friends. And hopefully, we'll get to see face to face one of these. Well, ho- hopefully sooner rather than later. So <laughs> with that going on, then there's also been some other changes. Your surroundings have changed. Yeah, yeah dude, I, I moved. Right, I moved. Mm-hmm. So that was that was why. So I've got to say that was one of my, <laughs> my one bummed out moment about coming to Florida is I didn't get to come hang out at the safety FM studio. I didn't get to come rant on the rated R safety show. Right. <laughs> you could, I'll, I'll let you do like an exhalation and blur out, you know, and it'd be fun. But, but yeah, so kind of tying that back to, back to this studio. So we're moved. We're in a little bit of a temporary space right now. So kind of going through um, quarantine, we've spent the past four or five years in downtown Phoenix. And that's fun and all until you realize once you're locked there, it's kind of not, Great. So we, we kind of went to this space of the headspace of saying, "Well, we just let's go out in the desert a little bit farther. Let's let's get some some room a little bit around us, you know." Because um, same thing, right? You you go outdoors. Downtown Phoenix is amazing. I, I still love it. I'm down there all the time. Um, but you go out and you wander around, and it's just it is kind of concrete jungle, right? It's 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 just pavement and bus stops and traffic lights. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So when there's nothing else to do and all the fun stuff that down there's closed, you start to really understand that having the ability to walk outside and maybe like feel grass or touch a tree is, <laughs> is something that's uh, that might be might be important to you. And so we moved. We we moved. We moved about uh, probably about 45 minutes um, out of downtown Phoenix, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we we found a spot um, to rent until we end up purchasing a house out here. And so we're set up in a uh, in a nice little temporary studio here, which is well. I mean, you're making the same, right? You're making the best of it because I mean, if you if you would have told me I did a different camera angle and I'm still in the same spot, I would believe it because that's (laughs) because that's how you make it look. So it's my it's my (laughs) it's it's my my junk collection. It's my it's my uh, it's my weird wacky collection of books and Buddhas and coins (laughs) and. Geiger counters and anything else that I, could, I think is neat, and I want to just kind of chuck on the shelf that I'm not allowed to put anywhere else. You know? Oh well, <laughs> this is your designated house. area only. So besides that, you so you moved. You have some other things going on. I'll use this wording if it's poor wording. Somebody else can edit it out. But you also got the golden handcuffs during that same time. So how are you liking that? Yeah, it's it's good, man. I mean, it's mm. it's good. It's good. Um, if they're listening it's great <laughs> so I, I, my employer that i never name obviously i'm on an open mic for, for obvious reasons i think i think anyone out there that does podcasts and keeps day job or does anything like we do they understand the value and, and obviously not not throwing that out there it's easy enough to talk like right. what that is um but you know through the through the course of that you know um I've never really run into any conflict, at, at least, you know, as of yet. And I, I attribute some of that to kind of managing that on my end. You know, obviously there's, there's a, there's a responsibility there to do so. Um, and so, so managing those things with that responsibility in mind. Um, but I'm a busy person. I like busy, man. I mean, my, my days are, I cram them full, you know, I, I mm-hmm. cram them full of stuff just to give you an example of, of today, you know, I was, I was up at four 30 this morning and, had to get up at four thirty because I had a virtual event at that's officially kicked off later, but the pre stuff started around five thirty, and then moving into the into the daytime stuff, you know, and doing kind of all the normal day to day stuff of my uh, of my real life job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and I have to tell you, I'm always amazed on when we get together, at least virtually, on how it works. That you pretty much do it whenever you whenever you can, and I, like right now, it's. I would imagine what one about noontime, right? Noontime yeah, where you're at. Yeah. So it's noontime. So I don't know if you're doing this during your lunch hour or if you're just saying, Hey, I'm doing this now. And then I get back mm-hmm. to my real life, but you're constantly doing stuff. And let's not forget about the book writing, the other things that you assist other people with. 
You yeah. still you still have Hop University and all these other things yeah. that you're going on. I'm still trying to figure out the magic trick because there has to be something that you're doing that I just don't comprehend. So I, I, it's, it's funny because I, I, I get this question a lot just, just you know, in, in this kind of setting from friends that I'm around kind of daily, even even kind of in, in more of the day job realm, right? And my my kind of tongue-in-cheek answer is stupidis- stupidity and, and, and persistence. Right. That's, I think, I think I'm too stupid to know when to quit. Right? <laughs> I can't leave things unfinished. Um, so it's one of those things where you, you, you couple that stupidity with persistence and, and something happens, right. You, you make <laughs> stuff will surprise you with what you're able to do. Right. The, right. I think the, 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 what I've realized is, and I, I've come to a point with certain things just, just personally that, you know, um, and it's a question that uh, not to kind of like shamelessly, plug the book or kind of anything else. It's a lot of some of the rabbit hole that I've been diving down and, and Ian and I dove down in kind of a more recent book and some other stuff that I've really been exploring with writing is this idea of what's meaningful and meaningless. And I've really been kind of sorting through, even just on a, a life perspective mm-hmm. <laughs> of throughout my day, what, what's, what's actually meaningful? What do I actually need to focus on? So you'll notice that I'm, I'm typically painfully absent from social media a lot these days. I mean, I'll post stuff here and there. But I'm not like living on social media and interacting with stuff because I'm just that's okay. I'm just I need to invest time other places and for sanity's sake. So some of that is just freeing up from those areas to be able to accomplish those things, to be able to sit down and say, you know, at when I wake up in the morning, is it better for me to get my cup of coffee or three or four and, <laughs> and, and sit down on the computer and play on LinkedIn? Or is it more important for me to sit down and maybe write a thousand words? You know, so that's kind of how I've been approaching. So at least over the past few months, as I've been trying to find, I've accepted that, that, that balance isn't really much of a thing in my life, but as I'm trying to find what that same middle ground kind of looks like. Well, I mean, I think there's a season for everything. Cause I think that it's to some extent what you did at the very beginning where you were actually on social media all the time. And I mean that in a good way, mm-hmm. um, posting stuff and then kind of talking about the things that you were doing. It was needed to, to get attention to what you were doing. And then you get to the point where you start getting busy, where you, you can't do so much social media. Not that you don't want to do it, but you have to start doing the time management aspect of it. But right. Let, I mean, and let's not even talk about the most important job that you have, which is being a dad. Yeah. And we, we didn't even talk about that portion right, right. or your relationship at the time that you had to develop into those things. <laughs> right, right. So I'm fortunate <laughs> enough just to have like a ton of support, right? I think, I think that's, that's, that's obvious. If you're going to go down the, the insane kind of wacky road that most of us do in this kind of space, you know, um, especially just trying to juggle the things that we do. Um, so having that support. And then as far as being a dad, I mean, you know, the thing that I found and we've done this since the beginning, and I say we because it is kind of a group family effort. I wouldn't be able to do the things that I do without the support there. You know, um, There's a lot that goes in like behind the scenes of just general support for me to get to sit here and have fun talking to Jay, right? <laughs> to kind of free up the space to be able to do this. Um, but with the being, being a dad part, it's just, I've always included her. You know, right. she's always just been a part of it. So it's not like it's something where it's like, and don't get me wrong, there's times like this where I'm going to go like shut the door and lock it. She's on summer <laughs> vacation, so I'm like, go hide in your room and be quiet. <laughs> you know, but but there's there's those things where you know it's it's, it's not me squirreling myself away and saying leave me alone I need time to just do this and avoid you right it's just it's always been included that's why you know you go back through the podcast and you listen I mean you'll hear Avery kind of wander in you'll see her mm-hmm. in the background of the videos you'll see her you know you'll you'll hear her chat you know a little bit and you kind of go Shh. <laughs> she was even doing commercials at one point I mean she, she was even yeah that, that's her so her favorite thing is to get on the microphone. <laughs> as soon as I moved stuff, I didn't have things kind of connected yet, you know. Uh, and I'm, I'm still back to life stuff. I'm still in the process of moving stuff because we, we still have a studio downtown. Um, but it's also oh, you still have it downtown then as well too. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I can still, you know, I'm still down there here and there. It's just, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to let loose of it. I was going to um, say you should start out outsourcing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm to let go of it. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's it's an hour away. Right. It's, it's right. about an hour drive with, with early morning or evening Phoenix traffic. And that just makes it too hard back to find <laughs> right. sanity in that. It just makes it too hard to sit down and do stuff like this without making it a whole half a day event. You know? mm-hmm. No, I, I have to tell you, when you go from doing the normal studio to the home studio, there's such a change inside of that. Because let's just use the hypothetical scenario. If you would have started off with that studio that you're currently in and then did the downtown studio, 
You'd be like, well, the, the commute of eight seconds compared to the hour commute makes it slightly different. And right. I and, and I know it's kind of a it's kind wow. of one of those uh, first world problems, but right, right. it is. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I have to tell you because you know we found ourselves you know in the studio needed the space. And, uh, sorry, I've got dogs. No, you're good. Now. now we all know that it's real life, and you're really at home. <laughs> it's real life stuff. I'm not on some hidden away, highly advanced, expensive <laughs> set somewhere. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah. So once once we moved down there, it actually ended up being a really really cool um, opportunity, a blessing really. Um, because we, we got moved in and started to get set up right when things started to lock down, right when people were starting to go work from home. So for me to have a space to not be at home was kind of the whole point, right, at, at that moment. Um, and then now, after kind of functioning at home and then having the space to do stuff at home, it's like, well, I don't want to go back to a studio. I want to stay at home now that I have, like, the space and I can like, create something. <laughs> back to downtown problems, you don't get much space when you – when you're living right. in the middle of a, of a downtown area. <laughs> well, with all, with everything that's happened during the lockdown and the changes that have come into your life, you've done some, some important things. So let's talk about the, the safety sucks manifesto. You decided to release that. It was about a couple of months ago at this particular point. Yeah. What do you, what are you seeing? What are, what are people coming back to you with? What are they, what are they, what are they telling you? What do they like? What do they dislike? Cause you're honest enough to tell people what people don't like because we, I right, have interviewed yeah. people who are like, no, everybody loves it. No, they don't. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, um, as, as far as what they like, and I think it's a mixture. Some folks, when you see these things that certain people like other people dislike it for those same reasons, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it's we're we're unapologetic about being honest and, and just trying to lay things out on the table. And for some folks, that's a little too, um, I'll use this word tongue in cheek, a little too triggering for certain safety professionals, uh, leaders, right, that we're, we're willing to challenge some of the things that are viewed as most sacred. And we're, we're not really saying a ton of stuff that's completely brand new, right? We, we really take things and kind of view it through the lens of the safety practitioner, right? And so Safety Sucks, the original book was obviously us trying to, or me, I keep saying us now that I'm. It was really just talking solely about the profession, right? Uh, and then as we kind of started writing the, the manifesto, it started in, in kind of that headspace and then that evolved into now this. Let's just take an overall kind of approach. Let's, let's put a lens here. Let's, let's create a lens. And, you know, um, a, lo- a lot of the kind of general comments that come back, people just kind of reaching out, you know, to try to think of things very specific. You know, folks just really like that kind of rip off the Band-Aid approach to things. And that if things suck, we should talk about the fact that they suck, right? If if we're creating suffering in our work worlds, we should put our finger on that suffering and explore that and hold it and figure out where that's coming from and, and why, how that's being created in our organizations and how it's causing harm and dig deeper into that to be able to kind of pull it out of our organizations. Um, from the from the not so great side of things, it's it's a lot of the same reason, though, right? It's right. it's that it's it's it, we almost <laughs> I don't get many of those, but the ones that I do, it's kind of like this: how dare you, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of, it's kind of this how dare you response. Um, you know, I, I, I get accused of being a little too uh, a little too brutal. You know, sometimes I get accused of being a little too. <laughs> um, you know, I, I get the I, I get the 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 random kind of people trying to make you feel bad for being provocative mm-hmm. when I feel that that's a little bit of a skill. <laughs> well, I look at it this way. If you're willing to take the time to actually send me an email, don't send me like a, a post or something along those lines. Right. Like right. you're going to send me an email or write me a letter snail mail style. And you're going to go into detail of what you didn't like about something that I did. Hey, I'll respond to you just because you took the time commitment. So it meant something to you. Same. But if you give it, if you give it to me on a post or on a review, Okay, tough. Right. Uh, but but if you want to spend enough time, okay, I'm willing to listen. So that that's one thing I was kind of touched on social media, not, not to get away from kind of our main line of conversation there, but to kind of go back a little bit. You know, um, as much as I try to avoid kind of posting and just kind of interacting um, in, in kind of open social media, messages, DMs, emails, it, at, at this point in my life, and I, I kind of share that on the podcast 
with some regularity, just let folks know. Um, I still pride myself on returning practically everything that people reach out to me about, right? Whether it's for advice, whether it's for input, whether it's just to say, hey, you know, I, 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 I don't leave much stuff unanswered. I, I try my best. Unless it's an email from me. Uh, right? If I send you an email. It was on my list this week. It was on my list this week to respond. <laughs> so email is probably the hardest way to, to get all because I have like six email accounts. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But yeah, so, I, I always appreciate that stuff. You know, I always appreciate that. Appreciate the, because to me, it honestly, I'm not saying that, that it steers, but it, it informs my next moves as far as kind of what I'm currently exploring, what I'm currently writing, you know, the stuff that I'm, I'm the rabbit holes that I'm currently going down, you know, that gives me kind of that real time feedback. Um, one of the biggest beefs that I that I get from from really anything that, that I've written in this book in particular is that we leave p- part of kind of my thought process to leave you with more questions than answers a lot of times, mm-hmm. right? And and that drives some folks just up the wall, right? Because they want to give me the ABC checklist on how I can fix safety, and the, no, <laughs> if, if I, I, I kind of not, not to dive too deep on this stuff I'm kind of working on inside, but as I'm kind of writing some stuff the other day, I was kind of doing, kind of exploring a little bit of that thought, you know, and, you know, I, I, I'm very unapologetic about that is that, you know, if, if I come to you and tell you that I've got the ABC one, two, three solution for your safety program, I'm lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not going to do that. And any book that you pick up that says, here's ABC, how to safety greatness, they're lying. Because <laughs> right? there's, there's no one size fits all process for anything. And I, I'm, I'm not talking base principles or ways to view things or thought processes. If you op- you've seen some of these where you open it up and like you do this and you do that and you do this and you do that exactly like this, and everything will be perfect, right? And that's just never going to work well for anybody. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. There's so many different things that uh, you can take a look at when, when you hear stuff like that, because I look at it a lot of what people do on social media is they're, they're not false advertising. Mm-hmm. It's puffery. It's sure. over exaggerating what we've already, what we have. I claim that it doesn't, there's never a failure. It always works, but this is what you have to do. And it's also part of the industry capture. And we can start talking about industry capture when we start talking about large organizations that like to give out lettering, but that kind of can get some people upset. But that's what it is. I've captured the industry. I said, hey, this is what you need to do. And as long as you're listening to what I'm saying, this is the way that everything rolls out. Some people will agree with that if they've actually been vetted to believe that. But then on the other side of the equation, you start talking about industry capture. All of a sudden, it has a derogatory comment or condensation associated to it because all of a sudden, from who it's coming from. Because when I say that, well, yeah, all of a sudden I see a a value in this designation that I get from an organization, but only from the standpoint, because that's how I've been trained to believe that it's great. Right. And you know, so so much of the way that, that again, we we kind of approach things um, with the manifesto was, was down this idea of, you know, how do you view things a little differently? You know, again, a better lens, right. I'm not going to tell you how to think, Right. I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do, but here's some thoughts. Here's, here's some questions. Right. We were talking a little bit about even relating that to personal life around what's meaningful, what's meaningless. That's, that's so much of the question that we kind of thread through that book is you should be in this constant state of, of, of not me telling you what's important, uh, but for you going out and figuring out what's important to you in your particular work world. Right. What's important to your operations? What's important to your folks? Because it's never going to be exactly the same. We're going to have some overlap. Right. And we're probably going to have some common ground where we can learn from each other. We can exchange some pro tips and, you know, we can we can exchange some ideas. But I think the, the power isn't as much in the answer. Right. I mean, we, we, we hear that from from one of our from one of our near and dear, the, the goat. Right. All the time. All, all, all the, the time. time right? And I, I, that's such a powerful way to approach things. That the, the question is more important. Right. The question is way more interesting, if not for anything else. Right. So, so much of what we continue to ask throughout throughout the manifesto is that what's 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 gold and what's fool's gold what's trash and what's treasure what's trash that you painted gold and you're pretending is treasure within your organization what's gold that you're pretending is trash because you don't want to look at it right mm-hmm. what, 
in, in asking those questions kind of on a regular basis and then going deeper, right? So when we when we're putting our hands on those things, when we when we're touching those pain points or those, those progress points, what are the unintended consequences that will come from those, right? And intended versus unintended, are we creating more harm than good or, or, or more good than harm, right? To kind of reduce it down to something. Um, and so back to the beef, some folks don't want to get that um, meta, I guess, <laughs> with, with some of the thoughts around safety. We want something that's linear because, again, I, I grew up in more of the traditional school of thought of safety before departing from it. Um, and it was always this kind of idea that it's it's ABC. You do A, B, and C, and, and, and you, get, you, you get D, right? You, that's where you end up at. It's just not always the case, right? It's just not always the case. So um, while some of those kind of more prescriptive approaches can maybe be helpful to certain organizations, there still has to be significant adaptation that takes place and significant learning and growth. You might start with the check sheet and then evolve past it, right? You might start with, with following step one, step two, and go, oh, step three is kind of crap. We're not doing step three. We're going to do something, do something else, right? <laughs> well, I mean, and, and because you and Ian were able to take this dive into this, when you start looking back at what you guys put down and what's trash, what's gold, and, and so on, when somebody's going to come and approach this book, do you think someone new into the industry should, this should be the first book that they look at? Or do you think that they should go with safety sucks first? No, you know, actually uh, the, somebody that's new into this industry, um, I, I wouldn't even give them one of mine. I would give them top five <laughs> book, to be honest with you. I mean, just to completely level with you for sure. There's, there's, there's a, there's a few other books, you know, as far as just general approach that, um, you know, again, you know, we, I, we mentioned that frequently, you know, that the stuff that we're doing is is building upon years and years and years and years and years and years of work, both in kind of more new view safety and traditional safety. Uh-huh. Right. So, uh, again, there's as far as someone that's new to maybe hop or safety differently as a thing, I would not start with the manifesto. I mean, for sure. Right? I'm not saying that it's, it's infinitely deep and complex. Uh, you don't want to scare them. Can, right? You <laughs> definitely can sit down and read it. If, if anyone's reading kind of my writing style, I try to keep things pretty conversational, pretty, right. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty easy to read. You know, other than uh, other than uh, you know, maybe putting in like block, large block text. You know, we make it super easy. To read, right? so, <laughs> this is think, the adult Delta version, right, right, <laughs> right? So it's you know, you know, I think it's one of those things. It's, it's according to where you're starting at. You know, as far as the original safety side, for someone that's brand new to the profession, I think it is a valuable read to kind of understand, um, to, to understand maybe some of the challenges that you'll face, not to scare people off. Again, back to some of the intent of that book originally was to, was to me kind of saying that this is kind of what I wish I would have known before I, I came into safety, not so I could stay away from it, but so I could be more prepared to not have like a mid few years in kind of crisis of identity and then say, <laughs> I want to, I'm going to go sweep floors before I'm a safety guy anymore. Like this is horrible. You know, this is, this is horrible. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I was ready to give it all up and just turn around and Uber. Dude. I was, you know. <laughs> well, glad that you didn't do that after, during the lockdown, then it would have just been straight Uber eats. That's for sure. Right, right. So, so as you and Ian have been doing this and kind of going through it, I know that Ian was kind of getting into a new world when it came to this, especially mm-hmm. from the, from the author point of view. Have you guys thought of giving any thought of now that things are starting to open back up of potential, potential, uh, mini roadshows where come meet the authors and all that kind of fun stuff? We're hoping so, and for sure, at some point, we, we've had some conversations. You're not going to Austin, that. are you? <laughs> no, 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 no Austin, no Austin for me. Um, I, I am not presenting. <laughs> okay. Just asking. <laughs> no, you know, I think um, for sure, that's something that, that we've been kind of looking at. Uh, you know, we, Ian is the kind of person that's just as busy as I am, which is is insane to try to think about coordinating or two people like that coordinate uh, on a project. So fortunately, you know, through the power of Dropbox and Zoom, (laughs) and then a lot of kind of late nights on top of that, kind of after hours, just meeting up to just sit and talk, you know, talk through ideas. Um, then, you know, things came to be, um, I say that to say this though, is that we're, you know, as we start to schedule those, I don't know what, when, or what that looks like, but that would be a, a, a goal for us for sure. 
I mean, because I think that you have the opportunity of doing a couple of interesting things together because you could do meet the author. Of course, you can do the book signing as always, but then you could also do your podcast, right. which I think that would be kind of be a, a very cool thing. Now, I'm going to I'm going to put you uh, kind of in a bad spot here at the moment, because about two months ago, we had a conversation about your potential audiobook. No, you're gonna make time. No, yeah, well, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. I, I, I will own that. Um, but no, but but here's the thing. I, I, I'm I'm gonna kind of put you on the hook, but also get you off the hook at the same time because you said you wanted to do something different. Yeah, and exactly. that was a kind of, that was deep into the conversation, and that was something that came up right away. You weren't using it as an excuse. You said that you wanted to do something different because it was two authors, which I understood. So, have you come up with what that might? be the difference yet or what what have you been thinking we've you know we're tossing around some ideas i don't i don't want to say too much about what we're kind of tossing around it wouldn't be anything extreme right mm-hmm. it's, uh but we're, we're tossing around some ideas about just structure and how that plays out in an audiobook format and maybe adding in some something some bonus something you know and figuring out just to bring something cool right you know because for me personally um, I'm one of those wacky people that uh, that when I sit down and read, like I do both, right? I usually do an audiobook and I'll get a hard copy. And so the ability to maybe have some bonus content that goes maybe a little bit farther into particular ideas to branch out of that is something that we kind of toss around. Just and I'm, I'm just addressing that from my own personal style, right? Of how I kind of absorb material. I'm the person that's like listening and reading, you know, <laughs> and then just listening and then just reading and then listening and reading and highlighting and scribbling. Right. So to have something that might bring just a little bit more kind of content and explanation to certain pieces of that, I think would, would be something neat to do. But we haven't landed on anything solid as of yet, because then once we do, I, I, it probably is some of our own kind of procrastination, um, because when, once we find the do, then that means we have to commit to actually producing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> producing the content. This almost sounds like without you saying it, that there might be some sort of level of a workbook. <laughs> Maybe associated to it, or you don't want to go that deep into it, which I don't blame you with all the organizations and leagues that imitate everybody else that's around. Right. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know how much. Um, I don't know. I, I, I pause for a second. Because workbook is just one of those words. As, as, as much as I'm sitting here, we could do some cool stuff with that. The word, the word itself, the way that this has been workbook. used with, 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 other, with other things makes me kind of throw up in the mouth a little bit and I'm like, I don't know if we want to do something, but something like that might be interesting. You know, I mean, to, to take that farther, you know, um, I'm one of those folks that are, that's always writing as well. So, you know, some of the thoughts that we explored in the manifesto, I'm continuing to explore kind of similar topics, but just maybe in a little bit uh, deeper kind of thought process. Um, So there'll be more to come later anyways that might be a little bit more um maybe a little more provocative than well there's something there but you just don't want you don't want to say it yet i i I get this yeah i mean (laughs) you can't tell me it's the uncensored version because what is it going to have pictures at this point (laughs) 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 but no this would this would be something separate from the manifesto at some point in the future um, but kind of keeping it with, with keeping in line with that, you know, I, I don't know, you know, an audio book, something there, something bonus related, you know, just I, again, bonus, I guess just additional, some additional thought exploration into some of those things as it relates to the audio book, something that would be valuable. You know? So, you know, I'm, I'm automatically imagining a golden ticket in five books, right. five audio. <laughs> <laughs> I get to come to the factory. Right, right. Well, I think I think what, if, you, if you keep track of the news and stuff, we've, we've seen what happens when companies promise gold things and packages, and it doesn't seem to it doesn't seem to end very well when it when it turns out to not be gold. Right. Oh, very true, very true. So with everything going on for a while there, you were doing the scary podcast. What's going on with that? Are you still pushing it? I haven't, I haven't been keeping track, so I'm not going to lie yeah, on no. that particular portion. So what's going on? No, we, we still, so that podcast has been taking a seasonal approach. So, you know, um, I enjoy, I'm not saying that I don't enjoy the hot nerd stuff. Cause it's, it's obviously my baby It's kind of, not, it, it is number one um, above all else. I could like disconnect everything else and then stop writing and 
still be doing you know podcasts because that's that's the fun part for me. Um, but the I wanted to keep the scary stories to the point where it was still manageable, and I, I wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't make podcasting overall unenjoyable, right? Because there would just be so much content if I was having to do kind of multiple multiple episodes weekly constantly pushing stuff out so what's cool about the scary stories podcast especially as we kind of take more you know we're, we're talking more history kind of stuff and you know experience stuff um i can sit down and actually just record seasons you know which which makes it way more manageable so what's nice about that is it's, it's still ongoing and during the season we'll, we'll release episodes weekly We'll do some preseason and a couple of postseason episodes and then release main season stuff in between and just drop them every week. But it's one of those things where I can sit down over the course of a week and, and construct that season, you know, and then have it ready. Just have it ready and polished and ready to go and then release kind of as, as we as we work through the season. Just as you would produce so, any kind of other made for TV content or something. something similar. Well, I mean, I just want to make sure, you know, a safety person that does something outside of safety. I don't know if, <laughs> if those things are up. I didn't know if that was allowed. So I was just wanting to double check. So, so you were doing the podcast. You were going to, you were going to be doing some books. What, what are you thinking? What do you think about doing, doing there? Are you going to continue doing the, the scary stories with the books as well? Or what do you, what do you think? Toss it around. My, my, you know, I, I zig and zag, you know, and my, my mind has just been kind of elsewhere, especially coming out of the manifesto. Um, there's some other kind of non-safety book stuff that I'm kind of tinkering with. I just enjoy it. I just, it's like writing, right? So that's just part of my daily kind of existence, my daily process. Is it's almost, a, it's really almost habitual at this point to kind of wake up and write something, you know? And so there's some other kind of scribbled out ideas for things. Um, but so much of where my kind of head has been recently is just digging deeper around safety in, in particular. Um, similar to the manifesto, just kind of, I don't want to say a continuation of that thought because it's not, it, it's, it's so, so much of what I've written so far in the past since, since I basically stopped. So I stopped uh, when, once we, once we published the manifesto, I'm like, I'm not going to write anything, you know, um, formally for at least a while. And then I'm sitting here and I'm right behind our screen. Currently there's, there's about 150 pages of something that I've written so far. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna, was that a, like a week, <laughs> like a while was a week you were going to well, be doing anything? It's, it's <laughs> I, I guess I don't, I don't know how, how, how useful it is to adopt too much of the process. Um, but it's odd as I kind of came out, I'm like, okay, I'm going to continue writing because I had some thoughts. And uh, at the very least, it's great to just explore those on paper a little bit. Uh, and so if, if I, if this does turn into something, I'm not going to do what I normally do. I'm not going to like set dates. I'm just going to write. I'm just going to write. And that's kind of what I've been doing. I've just been writing and just kind of seeing where those thoughts are taking me and kind of rabbit holes. So really what I've been, what I've been kind of writing more recently is, is just that it's diving deeper down, down these rabbit holes, um, and just kind of just in and out of them kind of as I'm writing. So I might get to the end of writing, whatever this is and read it and go, <laughs> <laughs> that's crap <laughs> but it's fun it's it's fun it's fun for the time being so can you even talk about what the subject matter is of what you're ta- of what no, you're writing yeah, or sure. it's it's um you know so much of, of kind of where my mind is um is it's still back to the question of what's meaningful and and, and what's meaningless and so much of this exploration is really kind of around the broad sentence of doing less overall, right? Because we've, we've typically approached safety from this stance of more, more, more equals better, better, better. And that's just not true. Right? It's just absolutely not true at all. We've, we've approached typically in a more traditional mindset from this, from the stance of if you, if you, if you're having safety problems, you just need a bigger dose of safety. And if you just add in more safety stuff, then safety will get better. And it just never, never quite works out well for us, right? We just end up with kind of clunky junk everywhere. Uh, and it, it, it kind of expands on some of the junk door thought a little bit that we talked about in the manifesto. Um, but then I, so much of kind of where I've been kind of the rabbit holes I've been going down uh, is even down into the rabbit holes of just general approach to how we seek to uh, administer almost pain, and almost we do, of pain and suffering into our organizations, thinking that it's going to be cured of, by fixing our employees 
right? And how we approach um, so much of that almost around this idea of organizational sin, right? That if you if you violate a rule, you're basically a sinner to the organization, right? So about how how so much of our safety beliefs and the system have almost have almost turned into this kind of faux religious model or pseudo religious model of, of sin and center uh, and organizational sin versus organizational wrongdoer versus organizational saint, right? And kind of how we approach some of that stuff. And at, on the very best days, if, if we're not the church of safety or the Kool-Aid sipping safety cult, then a lot of times we find ourselves as organizations creating these pseudo criminal justice systems where we're, you know, going out and seeking to extract or to apply blame and punishment, you know, within our organization, seeking to be judges of actions post events and all, all these different things. So it's, I know that's a little rambling. Mm-hmm. That's kind of loose. One of the rabbit holes going down around this idea of disciplinary action within organizations and who are we basically to be setting as judge, jury, and executioner, uh, judging human action. Should that be the organization's role? Should that be the organization? Should that be? role of an organization that can't even manage to fix the potholes in their parking lot, can't even manage to balance their budget. Um, but they think they're going to rid their organizations of organization, air quotes, organizational sin and wrongdoers. Right. So, so some of that is, again, there's multiple branches here. I know I'm kind of just throwing stuff out, oh, no, 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 no. but yeah, there's, there's, there's some, there's some interesting, interesting ideas. That we're no, what, what, I, what I'm almost thinking about it as you're saying that is that it's, it's almost the same style on how you took the lens that you were using when you wrote Obscured, and I'm not trying to minimalize Obscured no, at all, but, but, but like you're applying it to a level of safety, kind of like the same kind of concept of lens, if that right. makes sense, because believe me, that story, that the story inside of Obscured is so important, right. but I think that it's almost kind of a similar lens on how you were lo- looking at the approach, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's rather than just kind of looking at things in a very kind of pointed fashion, it's 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 back to that concept that we that, that most of us toss around around everything impacting everything, right? And kind of taking a much broader approach uh, and kind of diving. Um, it, it it is just a deeper dive, right? Around how we're carrying in you know certain assumptions and and beliefs around safety in particular, uh, and how for for me kind of the point that I'm at with 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 writing on that particular thought. Is back to that question, right? Is who are we as organizations that create widgets and gizmos and gadgets, right? Or generate electricity or build bridges? <laughs> who are we to set in judgment of human behavior, right? Is that really our role to weed out sin and sinner, right? As it relates to, again, air quotes, organizational sin. It should organizational, because that's how we kind of view it, right? With with sin often being defined, going back to kind of the root of sin, viewing the, the root definition of sin being to miss the mark, right? We, we literally punish people in our organizations for missing the mark, right? Whether that be a metric or a rule or something in between, right? So it, it's exploring that thought. And, and it's, it's I throw some opinion in there, a lot, a lot of opinion so far. Again, it's, I'm just, I don't know where this, where this kind of, endless writing lands because I'm kind of playing with this. Um, On the editor's desk. (laughs) Right, right. But it's, 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 it's a fun, it's a fun exploration. It's, it's a fun exploration. Uh, And again, it's an exploration that I'm kind of weaving some of my personal opinion into uh, a little bit as well. It's kind of back to what's meaningful, what's meaningless. Uh, Is it really our role? Should it be our role to apply pain and suffering? within our organizations, whether it's the disciplinary action or the systems that we create, is that really the purpose of, or is that really what we should be doing as organizations, even if it's in response to something not good, even if it's in response to making safety better, right? Is, is that, is that what we should be doing? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting that you're saying this because I remember the last time that I had a conversation with you where I'm just coming up with ideas. I want to say a few weeks later, there was a new book. Uh, (laughs) So is that where this is kind of, are you leaning that way right now or what are you thinking? No. So I think, you know, I I started in a different frame of mind with this one. Um, And similar to the manifesto, the manifesto just kind of, just kind of really just, just the, the flow was amazing. Just kind of hanging out, writing that, and working with Ian. Um, 
But this one, you know, I started from this from this this frame of mind. I'm just gonna just it, it is what it is. I'm just going to just going to just start writing and see where it goes. And I'm just going to let it be an adventure. So if that adventure ends a month from now, or if it ends sometime next year, I really have no goal date for this one. I, I mean that honestly. Is that I, I don't know. You know the 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 ideas, um, the thoughts, the opinions are are kind of gnarly and a little deep. You know, so I mean, we're talking about we're talking about organizational sin, right? So it's it it, it, it gets a little intense. So I'm just kind of letting it go where I feel like it needs to go. You know, so however long that takes, I'm, I'm willing to just hang up on the computer and keep pecking away at it until until I feel like it's something. If I feel like, and th- this is this is the this is the key here. If if it turns into something, so this might be the scrolled away hidden manuscript that no one ever gets to see. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds very Stanley Kubrick of you. If this, you're just gonna get, until it's perfected, or that I'll, guy used to put gonna, like eight years between movies or something like that. Maybe maybe <laughs> I'll just PDF it and release it uh, under a pseudonym. <laughs> just just cut, just cut it loose to the world. You know? right, as long as you don't do the Alan Smith, the opposed to like directors do on certain things that they don't that they don't want everybody to know what exactly is going on. Right, well, right. that's that's interesting. So you so you said you've been working on this for a little over a month at this point. About a month, yeah. It's just again, you know, writing is part of my daily, uh, probably therapy more than anything else. You know, part of part of my habit is just kind of getting up, and that's some of the first things that I do in the mornings. I usually I usually read and I usually write. You know, that's that's the first couple of steps. You know, my uh, not to get too personal into like my daily routines or anything, because um, I'm the last person for anyone to take lessons from on how to <laughs> live a balanced and healthy life. <laughs> coffee, <laughs> coffee, <laughs> <Lots of> coffee. <laughs> um, just upgraded the Nespresso. So anybody needs a good pro coffee tip. The, the Nespresso is worth it. It's totally worth it. Um, but it's it's a lot of it's waking up, you know, kind of early, you know, relatively early, and uh, spending those first couple hours of of what would normally be maybe sleeping time, I guess, um, of, of reading some stuff and, and sitting down and, and trying to write for at least an hour or so, you know, before kind of the rush of the day starts with meetings and then turns into podcasts and then turns into virtual stuff and then turns into everything else. You know, that's kind of my, um, I've just found that sitting down and, and writing, you know, within an hour, if, if you just kind of snap in, you can easily pump out a thousand words in an hour. You know, not not to really say that there's a number that I kind of shoot for, but if I sit down and write a thousand words, man, I'm like, okay, that's a good way to that's a great way to start the day. I feel accomplished already. Either way, I can say that I did something today. <laughs> Other yeah, because I, 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 I'm, I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have that problem, you know, of you can't say that you've that you've done anything today. So with that with that going forward, and you thinking about all these things that you're doing and so on. I know that you were building on Pale Horse. You were really pushing it. You were doing some things on there. Are you going to be adding additional names into there for authors for you? You know, there's that's always the thought at some point. Um, and just just back to life, I, I, you know, Pale Horse is there. It's it's kind of kind of kind of waiting off to the side, you know, as as I continue to kind of focus on other things. Um, but at some point, that that would be the goal, you know, at, at some. point. Um, so much of that for me right now is, is just the, the time that I invest into other things, like like with most people. And this this isn't a complaint or a gripe, you know. It's just saying that, like like most, my my days are chock full. So I use Pell Horse to publish under, <laughs> and I haven't had time to do much of anything else with it <laughs> as, as of recently, other than other than some publishing and some of the again the other just kind of basic podcasts that we're doing. But I mean, but let's be realistic. You've released the majority of your books in Pale Horse, but you've done some things that I mean, I I know that all of them are not related to safety. But just as I sit here and I I just kind of look at it, if you would, I mean, I would have never known. Thank God that you're here. I, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't because I haven't I haven't like there's stuff that's there that is outside of the normal realm that you're doing. And, you know, and, and it's kind of weird because you have the you have the opportunity of plugging away even on your own platform and you don't do it all the time. No, no. I, you know, the, the last thing, um, you know, I, when the books come out, I'll talk about them. I'll post some stuff about the books every now and again. I'll throw out some stuff on the books, you know, um, but I just I don't know. I, 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 I'm not out trying to sell books. Right. I mean, I know that sounds bad being somebody that writes, <laughs> writes books. 
Um, but, you know, fortunately, and I'm, I'm fortunate, I, I do understand that, that, you know, the, the, especially the books as they relate to uh, the Safety Sucks series in particular, you know, um, they've developed a slightly cult-ish following around those books. Anyways, they, they, people kind of toss them around, you know, and, and um, it's funny, I've, I've, got a, I've got a really close friend that travels around, uh, works as a uh, kind of higher level uh, safety leader in an organization and uh, just catching up with him the other day and the conversation was, man, I've got to tell you, you know, I've been to like 20 or 30 power plants this year. And out of those, there's only been one that I did not walk into the safety office and see your freaking book sitting on somebody's <laughs> desk. You know, and I was like, that's because I'd never thought about it like that. You know, um, I'd never really thought about it, you know, walking into a power plant that at least I don't know, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. just, just seeing the book there. Um, but it's that right. Safety professionals have kind of taken that and, and they, they pass it around. You know, they, 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 they tell people about it. People pick up coffee. So I, I, I've just, I don't know. I've never really felt the need to just actively try to sell people stuff. You know, the, the, I'll mention it. I'll talk about it. I'll throw, you know, I'll throw it on the podcast. I'll let people know it's there. Um, I'm definitely not silent about it. I don't avoid it completely, you know, because obviously selling books is a good thing for somebody that writes books. Um, but yeah, I, I I would just rather spend my time doing other things, <laughs> like talking about stuff on the podcast that's not the books about. <laughs> so do you so do you ever look at it when you go into like somebody's office and then they have the book? Have you ever been worried that maybe your manager might come to you and be like, "What is this about?" No, I, I send them a copy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm okay, not, yeah, I'm kidding. Just, totally, totally send them a copy. Um, you know, kind of back to to tie that into the day job kind of thing. Um, I always say this, and I truly mean this. I, 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 the employer that I work for, the shower main name was, um, is, is a unicorn employer. Absolutely. You know, uh, uh, they get it right way more than they get it wrong. Right. And um, this kind of idea of expression and free thought and bringing those ideas into the organization has always been viewed for the most part, in, in, at least in recent history within the organization, as, as a positive thing. Right. As, as a good thing, you know, so and that's why I say that I am fortunate to kind of have that opportunity to be able to podcast and write and kind of do the stuff that I, I'm truly passionate about and just as equally passionate about the, the positive things that I do kind of in that day to day world. Because all the stuff that I go out and do kind of on my own that I learn and get to play with, I get to bring back. <laughs> so it's, it's really a, a win win situation. Right. So even if things are a little more provocative. Um, you probably can't imagine this, but in my day to day, more corporate kind of world, I'm just as provocative. It's not, mm-hmm. they know who I, <laughs> they, they, they know, they know that I'm not, that I'm more than willing to call things dumb. If I think that they're dumb. <laughs> so you're, so you're <laughs> telling me on your podcast, you are not a character. This is the real you. This is real life. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely real life. So <laughs> So I, well, I, guess, it, it, I guess where there's, there, there's, there's not, there's never been a front there. Right. So um, if someone from a, and many of them do, I, I get those, trust me, that's even when, you know, even when you have a pretty, pretty iron stomach, you still get that kind of butterfly drop feeling when someone sends you an email to your, you know, from, from work, it's like the, the, the subject line is, Hey, I read your book. Right. <laughs> right? Like, Oh, let's see, let's see how this goes. Right. Am I packing? No, I'm joking. Right? There's, there's, there's never anything, uh, there was no disparity between, you know, who I am at work. I'll just say real life and who I am in kind of my after hours, real life, right? The, the same kind of stuff that we're talking about here, the same kind of conversations that we have on the podcast, the same kind of stuff that I write about in the books. That's the same stuff that I carry with me every single day of my existence, whether that's, whether that's clocking in and out or doing stuff on the side, it's, it's the same, it's the same thoughts. Right. It's, it's the same, same projects. It's the same thing. So without there being, again, being a unicorn employer, not having to put up that front that some of us do kind of as safety professionals in particular organizations, um, it's, there's no surprise. And when you eliminate the surprise, there's no, holy crap, I didn't know you felt that way. There's none of that because they know exactly how I feel. <laughs> so, do, so do you ever, do you ever get the conversation where they're concerned that you might say something that occurred inside of the work organization onto one of your broadcast podcasts or books? 
You know, not not so much because you know a lot of them uh, have listened and they listen. You know, um, I've I've had friends that uh, that are practitioners in that world that have come on the podcast. Um, you know, so it's it's one of those things where it's um, I guess there's a, a little bit of an element of trust there that that you know that's not going to happen. You know, because I I, I think that I don't know if. I don't want to say that there's a realization there, but I think that there's an understanding that uh, as a professional, you have to know, you know, what you can say and what you can't. And there's there's obviously a line there, right? I, I can share some generalized stories about my career, um, but I can't say, you know, when John Bob, you know, did this at this company, <laughs> let me tell you something. It was bad. Right? You, you, <laughs> Those are called <laughs> private podcasts that you just share all over the place. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you, 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 uh, it's just that line, you know, it's just that, it's that professional line that, that you have to maintain there, obviously. Um, and again, that's, that's part of being a practitioner is knowing those things, you know, learning those things. Some, some folks kind of seem to intuitively know those things and some folks seem to have to learn those things the hard way. Um, but I, I seem to have just kind of never, I just knew going into that when I started the podcast, I'm like, I, I, you know, I just knew, you know, that there's going to have to be some sensitivity around, I, I've, I've always worked hard to keep them painfully separate. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of put the wall up between those, and seen, viewed them as two different things that, that, that shall not bleed together. And by doing so, I, there's there's never been any conflict that's ever been created. Well, that's 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 a very important part because yeah. then if not, they stop they stop funding your other dream. Right. So that's, that's <laughs> the way that I look at it. So what's coming up next for you? What do you, what do you got coming up next? Do you have anything planned? Are you Anything? I mean, with, especially with some some places opening, some places yeah. opening. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm kind of riding out the rest of this year, just just trying to get kind of settled into what. Uh, again, you know, I mentioned some of the personal stuff, moving and kind of all that stuff, and we'll be moving again in the next uh, probably around the end of the year to kind of move into our permanent, our new permanent location. Um, so really, with all the normal life stuff that's going on, I'm just hanging out, doing the podcast, kind of leisurely writing. Right, leisurely writing, writing, kind of exploring some of these thoughts, and you know when stuff comes up, I've got some virtual stuff that's coming up throughout the course of the year, Um, and you know stuff that I'll I'll be I'll be throwing up on LinkedIn for anyone that's interested in finding out more about that stuff and stuff that I'll be throwing up on the calendar. Uh, But several several virtual events, and then hopefully as things open up, maybe trying to plan some stuff and do some other things. to your point with some stuff maybe around the book and I don't know, I'm, you know, this, this has been the year of uh, at least the last half <laughs> of it is kind of turning into the year of winging it. So, and I'm mm-hmm. kind of good with that. I'm, I'm kind of good with, with, uh, I don't want to call it, uh, it's not really relaxing. I seem to do more when I wing it, <laughs> but just kind of winging it and see what, you know, see, see what uh, the rest of the year brings. Okay. So give us the website. That way people know exactly where to look, where the calendar is at and where things might start popping up. The easiest place is just the hotner.com. <laughs> I mean, you www.thotner.com. You can you can find out anything you really want to know or care to know uh, there. Um, if you want to find out anything about books, you can search your local Amazon marketplace for safety sucks. You usually find both of them that way pretty easy. Uh, if you're in the U.S. and you want a direct link to the the new book to the Amazon U.S. market, uh, it's just safetysucks.net. You can you can just head on over there to take you straight to the straight to the Amazon page. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are the easiest ways. If you want to follow along on uh, LinkedIn or, uh, you can just find me. I'm pretty, I'm pretty. Well, what, pretty do, what do you mean? If they want to follow along, they should be following along there. There's no excuse not to. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you want to see all the trouble that I stir up and, and talk, talk about safety stuff, feel free, feel free to follow along and we can have some conversations if you like as well. So yeah, I find myself on, uh, on trying to reply to just about everybody. <laughs> Uh, even even some of the crazies. That's even the, that's even some of the crazy. <laughs> oh, wow, the crazies. Okay, so flood his email box. Well, Mr. Goodman, I appreciate you coming on to the show. For sure, man. Well, I have to tell you, always a good time being able to hang out with Sam and everything that he always has going around. I mean, I have to tell you, I don't understand how this guy only lives in 24 hours in a day because he seems like he's super busy, not sometimes, but all the time. Anyways, if you've not picked up the copy of safety sucks the manifesto you need to go to amazon right now and do so anyways this has been another episode of the jay allen show don't worry we'll be back with another episode before too long goodbye for now
Want more of the Jay Allen Show? Go to safetyfm.com. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. So do you feel like you're missing out on what everyone is starting to do now, that live streaming thing, and you don't know where to start or what to do? I have the resource and the information to provide to you in regards on how you can stream onto 40 social media platforms all at one time. Yes, that's 44-0 social media platforms all at one time. All you'll need to do is go to safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's O-N-E. So just in case... And you'll be able to start live streaming just like you're hearing people starting to do right now up to 40 social media platforms.